you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys, the podcasting on DJ Impact. We've got all the Vegas Bad Boys here with us tonight, and welcome to our wrestling talk. So shout out to everyone. Glad to be with you if you're watching us live. Make sure you throw any of your comments into the chat box on YouTube Live, Twitch, or Facebook Live, and we'll try to get it on as we see, uh, please. So... Let's get right into our wrestling talk, fellas. We always start off with the four-way stop, so let's uh, get right to it. All right, Sin City, Steve, tell us, man, what was hot for you this past week in pro wrestling? All right, so Orange Cassidy is still your AEW international champion after defending against Buddy Matthews. Now, this was a uh, this was a, a really good match. Um this week, uh obviously it this something like this could have easily gotten lost in the shuffle and you know, whatever. But the fact is Buddy Matthews delivers whenever he's given any kind of a, a stage or a platform and Orange Cassidy rose to the occasion as well. Um Cassidy picks up the quick win with a surprise roll-up, um, so that's cool there. Uh, elsewhere on Dynamite, um, actually, excuse me, on Rampage, uh, Aussie Open are still your IWGP Tag Team Champions after defeating the best friends. Now, yes, I'm actually bringing up stuff from Rampage. I know it's a shocker, but uh, occasionally there are some gems that are there, and uh, this was a really solid match. Uh, it was a good showcase for people unfamiliar with Aussie Open. Uh, best friends were great dance partners and really made them look great on that type of a stage. Um, Aussie Open hit their Coriolis finish for the win, and uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Uh, that was pretty much it. Um, we'll talk more about several other segments, um, especially some what the fucks. <laughs> It, it, you know what? We'll let you make up your time there, huh? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's um let's go over into Simon Street. Tell me, man, what you got? What's your highlights? Well, mine starts off with Monday Night Raw. I mean, I I mean, yeah, traveling is a is is a pain in the ass. Apparently, they needed to state that. So <laughs> we don't know who's here, but we're gonna, but they're willing to put their hearts out. For you every i said they don't do that every night but anyways let's just jump to that main event man uh i think a couple of weeks ago i think me and matt michaels agreed when we say run that back kevin owens solo sokoa it don't matter if there's interference it's a family thing i get it my family gets involved with my squabbles but man it's always entertaining i would like to see this be a premium event 
and it just be just those two just tearing each other up i i just love it and I, i'm telling you man solo is is well on his way as we've said before um nxt i'll probably touch base on a little bit but uh when we get to what the what the f but uh you know crying little girls that's gonna be segue into that and what happens to them but on top of that chase you man the honorary ceremony was great fun i i, I really i see it now y'all I see it what 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 we've talked about for so many weeks. I know why I like them. They remind me of like like porkies, you know, or movies where they're at college and, and you have to rise to the occasion. I like it. I like it. However, Braun Baker didn't like it. And apparently he didn't like college either. I don't even know if he graduated or something because he was just so goddamn upset. You're trying too hard, bro. Just be mean, bust people up. We don't need to go and ruin other people's celebrations and stuff. SmackDown, Shinsuke Nakamura is back. Super excited for that. Um, went up and went with the little boy the, you know, that was good until he brought his girlfriend on, on, on TV with him, and he started losing all the time. Uh, Shinsuke popped and slapped his ass out, out of commission, and then now him and Karrion Cross, We'll see what's happening. Karrion Cross does do well with Strong Style about less than a year ago. Then he go one-on-one uh, -on -one with, um, who was that guy again? Oh, Nora Suzuki. Am I correct on that one? Looked pretty good as a match from what I saw. So that's kind of my four-way stop. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Let me jump over here to Matt Michaels, man. Tell me, what was your highlights? Um, I really uh, start off with appreciating the fact that we have new uh, tag team champions in Raquel and Liv. Um, this is perfect for Liv. Give her that tag belt instead of the... Uh, heavyweight belt or heavyweight heavyweight women's belt that's so <laughs> fucked up uh the women's championship um it works perfectly uh you, we get the trish turn uh i'm assuming that that's leading to saudi arabia versus trish versus lita uh, that would make sense that would be a big payday for everyone so uh and uh bronson versus lashley I don't like Lashley, but boy, when you have two big boys going at it, that's pretty fun to watch. So that was a good uh, good time. Gigi Dolan going back to her childhood home and telling such a sad story in a vignette was fucking wonderful. Uh, it's great to see her get a little something uh, in terms of building the character and giving sympathy towards her and making JC seem like a crazy fucked up bitch. So that's good shit right there. But man, that Dragon Lee, uh, McDonough, Duke, and Waller for the number one contenders, what a fucking match that was. And Waller once again proves why he's just fucking gold. Him versus Mello is going to be amazingly entertaining. So that's that was a great match. And uh, uh, as much as Dragon Lee will get the opportunities uh, because he's that good. I think this is a great move with Waller versus uh, uh, Mello for the uh, championship. Okay. Good stuff there. Let's, uh, let's jump right into our, uh, our two sweet for the week. All right. Simon Street, you got to two sweet me, man. What was the highlight for you? 
Well, too sweet for me is apparently you can't keep a gashed forehead down. Finn Balor having wow. a great match. Uh, it, it, you know what, man? I guess maybe him and Becky Lynch are going to have some things in, in, in common pretty soon. You get busted up, man. Uh, you know, it looks like your career is on the up and up and it sucks because you've already been great. <laughs> it just people needed to notice you. Um, so that would be my first one. Great match. Happy to see uh, Finn Balor return. Uh, great things are going to happen. And then number two is, uh, you know, the thing that I like to say every week, uh, you can't have enough of Tiffany Stratton. Man, man, that stratisfaction. Maybe not like the one that the evil bitch has, but this <laughs> Tiffany Stratton I do like a lot. And let me tell you, her and Soruka, I think we've seen it quite a few times. It, it does look good. Interesting enough, I need some clarification, gentlemen. This is more use in city. If you can, I looked up Soruka's record in NXT. She's not really won a match. Is that correct? Or am I looking at the wrong stuff? No, you're right. She's she not won, and she is getting better and better. So it leads me to believe one day we're going to be having a two sweet brother because she's going to be on a rise. And I feel like they're putting her in with with good group. And I think we'll see her rise to the occasion. Maybe it's just me, but it would be too sweet for your boy Simon Street. Right now, I would like to see Soruka be launched as somebody in the next six months to vie for a major title in NXT. It's mm. gonna put it that put it out there. I don't know. Maybe she's not seasoned enough to be a bag of chips, but she's seasoned enough for me. Let's open her up and let's see what we got. As far as championship opportunities, is what I mean. All right, all right, all right. We have to take a look at that, Matt Michaels. You know, um, you know, I'm going to pick up right where uh, Simon was. Um, I thought that match was uh, just in incredible. Um, it shows us too with the athleticism of both Tiffany and Saul. It's it's off the hook. Um, I think that. It just shows what you can do if you're an athlete who uh, commits yourself. You know, we see it in Bianca, right? Um, we're we're getting more and more of this uh, with the um, the program, and uh, I think it's a call to indie wrestlers to step up because if you want to get signed by them now, you have to look at these. Um, these athletes and try to hit the level that they're at. Right. But um, the other thing is uh, again, solo solo Sokoa this week, not only against KO, but he main evented against riddle as well. He main evented both fucking shows. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's, it's, I can, can we think maybe just maybe solo, will be the one to dethrone Roman. Mm. Just thought. Yeah. Anything's possible, man. That's for sure. Uh, Sin City Steve, too sweet me. All right, man. So Darby Allen and Swerve Strickland kicked off Dynamite and had the best match on the show. Without a doubt, those guys deserve a too sweet for the week. Uh, most notably, Darby hit Swerve with a reverse Rana from the ring apron to the floor. It was just 
it was beautiful. It was awesome. Um, Darby eventually ended up picking up the win with the Last Supper. Like I said, great match. Um, elsewhere on the same show, we had a Kenny Omega pre-taped vignette that was very un-Kenny Omega-like. Uh, he was actually very intense, very serious. He wasn't over the top or being a character like he normally is. Mm-hmm. Um, dare I say it's the best Kenny Omega promo that we've ever had in AEW. So for that alone, Kenny gets a two sweet for the week. Um, and then elsewhere on Rampage, FTR announces that they are sticking around in AEW for four more years and then they're retiring. So we've got four more years of FTR, <laughs> which is great. Um, but then they already threw out the uh, yeah, we're walking away kind of a thing. Um, uh, quite honestly, this is a this is a huge win. Um, you know, there were a lot of people that had assumed that FTR would be rolling out and you know going back to WWE uh, for one reason or another, but. Uh, Thankfully, uh, they are sticking with the uh, with uh, the all elite team, if you will. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, as a quick question, do you think that's a smart move for them to kind of, you know, do that? Uh, I think that they they made what they felt to be the best move in the in their interests. Uh, they definitely like the uh, the schedule that they get with AEW. Uh, they don't have to be on the road 300 days a year. Keeps them away from their families. Um, so I'm sure that that had a lot to do with it. And let's be real. They don't do house shows uh, very, very frequently at all in AEW. So, you know, the number of uh, the number of bumps that they're going to be taking is significantly less. And I'm sure that Tony Khan realizes that they are a great investment and paid them accordingly. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Cool. I think what people really want to talk about is this week's WTF. I mean, we got uh, John in the chat who's like, look, we got to get right into it. Um, Let's just do it. All right. So just shout out to uh, to John. Always love what he's on with us. He says, look here, WTF to how Trish turned heel. Expect it. Yes. How does the person who eats the pen turns heel? You would have thought Trish would have cost Becky the match. He also puts a WTF to no Rollins on Raw. You know he didn't have no he didn't have travel issues since Becky was there. Is he still pissed from the week before? Interesting. Oh, well, like like Kim and his wife have to just travel together all the time, John. <laughs> well, Matt Michaels, pick it up right there, man. What's your WTFs for the week? You know, I'm going to build off of you, Steve, when you said that uh, Darby and Swerve had a great match. It was a good match. And then Darby started talking. MJF started talking. Sting started talking. My eyes started closing. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. That was one of the worst fucking segments after a good match to just kill a fucking show. This guy thinks he's a fucking genius booking this shit, and he doesn't know anything about pacing at all. It just blows my mind. Um, You know, fuck, start the fucking show off with the fucking promo, if anything. You know, have fans complain about 20 minutes of talk, and then do the match, and you forget about it. 
but to do the match and then do just this awful and you know and what Sting's got to put over Darby Allen like you haven't been doing it for three years, you old fuck. Get the fuck out of the ring, dude. Just fucking retire already. Go. No, no, you know what? FTR's got four more years. You've got about four more months. Just go, go. Um, and then the the other thing that I am just sick of is the blood for no fucking reason. And it's one thing if Moxley does it because Moxley is someone, but Cutler and Nakazawa bleeding like stuck pigs was just fucking ridiculous it made no sense and um i just i i just again there was no reason for it in the show mm-hmm. um so i it's those types of things that really make it hard to watch everything without just kind of picking and choosing what you want to watch on the program right yeah i get that man um yeah let me go right over to you Sin city steve maybe you want to uh, add to that, or uh, or you may just have your others. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> I, I I know that I didn't like airdrop Matt Michaels my notes before the show, but I mean, <laughs> this is going to be redundant at this point. Gotcha. Um, so let's let's start with something else then. Um, yeah. So Rampage, the JAS did a rap. Yeah. Oh. Boy. Daddy Magic, Cool Hand Ange, and Jake fucking Hager. Uh, it was as bad as it sounds. But that's not the main reason why I'm talking about it in this segment. The acclaimed and daddy ass ran down to the ring and attacked those guys. The baby faces restrained daddy magic and Billy Gunn produced a pair of literal scissors while Anthony Bowens got on the mic and talked about daddy magic's nipples. Oh my God. Again. The baby faces had the heel restrained and were going to cut off his nipples. What the fuck? Uh, anyway, um, Claudio and Mox beat up on Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler. It was a three-minute slaughter um, that was won by ref stoppage as the BCC members were beating the shit out of the elite job guys. Um of course, the beatdown continued after the bell, prompting the elite to come out and make the save. So, really, this prompts me to take this angle. If the elite were there the entire time, why did they let the BCC beat the fuck out of Cutler and Nakazawa and bludgeon them? I know why. <laughs> Plot holes, ladies and gentlemen. That is the shit that I would tear into WWE for. And we've got it in AEW. What the fuck? <laughs> Good stuff there, man. See? He, he's he's definitely calling it the way it is, even on the show he likes. That's what I'm talking about. Journalism, folks. You have to be. Yes. Diamond Street, I know you got some WTS, man. Tell us about it. Well, before I go into my WTF, Sin City, just want to let you know, man, the reason why the Elite did not come out before is because this program that's behind the program is uh, a very systematic, uh, you know, where blood dues need to be paid to pay for the massive blessing offerings of white snow that raises the vision levels of booking. This is what happens every week. If you've not noticed, if you are in pro wrestling today, you need to be offering blood, sweat, tears, 
And then if that's not enough, one day there will be shit in the middle of that ring. I mean, full on nuggets of shit to make sure that you are successful. So that's just going to add to that. But my WTF, as I kind of mentioned earlier, is, man, nothing is more amazing than uh, little girls that cry like fucking wusses. Yes, I'm going to say it like that, fucking wusses, because that was Cora Jade. I found it, it annoyingly entertaining is what I'm going to use, because it's the number one thing that irritates the fuck out of me is a complaining ass freaking little gidget ass you're never going to be on a beach show from the 60s annoying ass Cora Jade what the hell what the hell thank goodness Valkyrie came out who almost for a second because I, I had it on mute because I was doing other shit I thought it was freaking <laughs> the former champion for a second I was like oh they all look alike what the hell's going on here it, but, but my point is is, is is Cora Jade has a perfect point Everybody has to go through her to be famous. You have to go through her. You have to whoop her ass. Okay, so all those people she said she built, it's because they pinned her ass one, two, three. And it's gonna continue to happen. So Cora J, may she live long and annoyingly. What the fuck? Genius. We know it wasn't Vince McMahon behind the scenes for that one. The only one who's pinning her ass nowadays is Braun. Ron Baker, who didn't, who who doesn't like college ceremonies apparently, but he graduated. <laughs> oh man! All right, man. I love it. I love it. All right. I'm. I want to know now. What are you guys looking out for? I know you're hyped about something. So uh, let's get into it. <laughs> All right, Sin City, Steve, lead on us, man. What you excited about? All right, so Jay White's debut match has officially been announced in AEW. And Wednesday, we're going to get Jay White versus Coleman Dare on Dynamite. And that match should be an absolute treat. Um, I'm really stoked to be able to have, you know, these two guys match up this early in his AEW tenure. Um so, yeah, it, it's going to be very good. And, yeah, I would not be surprised if they push Jay White relatively quickly to the top of the card. Say what you will about, you know, homegrown. But let's be real. Um, elsewhere, uh, next week on Rampage, we're getting El Hijo Del Vikingo versus Drillistico for the Triplia Mega Championship. There you go. Uh, yet again. What? The AAA uh, <laughs> mega title being being uh, defended on an AEW show, it should be a great match. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. But um, it is obvious at this point that we're going to end up getting Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole, uh, especially with the post match stuff that they've been doing. Um, you know, each guy coming out to the aid of someone and then looking back at the ring at the other guy. So it should be a one hell of a match, hopefully for double or nothing. Jericho versus DJ this week was impressive. <laughs> you gotta you gotta bring out the bad boys belt next time you wrestle though. There we go. So, so hold on. I heard a rumor about that Vegas bad boys belt. Is it true that it comes customary with robe and slippers? 
<laughs> yeah, if, if Keith Lee starts coming out in white fuzzy slippers, we know something's up. <laughs> I tell you what, man, Keith Lee. I'm just coming out I'm, with I'm, winning, winning with him. I'm just gonna tell you real quick with Keith Lee. He 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 scared me like literally five months ago when he decided to stop using Rogaine. Like like I really thought that something happened, and I was like. Keith Lee, how'd he get old? What the fuck happened? Like, I didn't ever talk to you guys about it, but you know, I think it's great showing his grace. We all got grace. I ain't no no disrespect. I just I didn't know it was out of nowhere. Wasn't it just like five months ago, right? The 57 in a week. It I was, was like, weird. man, was he president or some shit? Or was he in yeah. political office? He aged hella quick, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, let me go right over to you, uh Simon Street, man. Uh, what you excited for, man, in the lookouts. Um, I kind of talked about it a, a little bit earlier, but definitely uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. And the reason for that is it's not directly with Shinsuke Nakamura, but what we've been kind of talking about for the last couple of weeks, uh, what to do with Karrion Cross. Now, Karrion Cross has done more than dabble with martial arts background and with recent news of Endeavor taking over or merger, whatever you want to call it, us playing in the sandbox together at Endeavor. Um, it, it makes for a good opportunity for him to showcase those skills. He does have those skills. As I mentioned earlier, um, in 2022, he did go to New Japan um, and did a couple events with them. I think it would be amazing if he's able to get some traction with, uh, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura. Because as, as was teased on SmackDown, mm-hmm. obviously, TikTok, TikTok, that's what's coming next. I personally think TikTok, TikTok needs to be done. And we need to see kicking ass, carrying cross, much like the killer version of himself in the in the past. Um, I think this is a good look for him. I think this is what he's going to need. I do not agree with Zeb Coulter talking about he was a waste of. Uh, uh, I think he put in the words a waste of uh, of talent or something like that. I think he said what? Oh, he said that he is a, is a lost cause. I, I disagree with him. I just think that they haven't found the right groove. For carrying cross, I think that's been a big problem for WWE in a long time, and I think, I, I think that certain things happen, and I think that you don't want to go nowhere close to the mistakes that were made in the past. So you're trying to stay clear from it, but at the same time, you're trying to cultivate something new that's going to work in the landscape of where we are right now. I think this is the bet. So I'm looking forward to Shinsuke Nakamura. Carrying Cross, make it a really pure, strong style type of match, and let's showcase Carrying Cross. You can do the little music and shit when you come out, but I want to see you kick somebody ass thoroughly, educated feet, strikes, all that shit. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, you know, um, one of our uh, guests we normally have on the show a lot. He, I tell you, he's um, he's kind of called out not being. Such a fan of uh, of carrying across and um, and uh, you know I mean the question I guess becomes uh, does does he have a point is there something he always see that maybe some of us have not seen I, I'm throwing it out there that's all I'm doing he was at Lucha Underground and Carrion didn't give him an autograph and so he got mad <laughs> <laughs> well I would be mad if he just walked right past me and not signed it so we're well, right I, I, now. <laughs> right now, it's undecided, Mr. Impact. It's undecided. Right. The ball Thank is in Carrie's uh, court, and we'll see what happens with him in WWE Creative. Just saying. Opportunity's well, knocking. This is up your wheelhouse, brother. You might only have one shot to make it count. Kick him in the teeth, buddy. 
Matt Michaels, I know there's something out there you're excited for. Tell us about it. Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, EO being the number one contender. Uh, listen, it's a new person getting a title opportunity yeah. in the women's division. Holy shit. Like, this is something interesting. Um, everyone's talking about, you know, oh, Bailey this and Bailey that because of Vince and you know, uh, someone I saw said uh, you could tell on her face that she just wasn't into it because she wasn't getting the opportunity, blah, blah, blah. I think that's all bullshit. I think people just like to speculate. Io is fucking good. Give her an opportunity to go against Bianca and show how good she is. Yeah. You know, she doesn't have to win the title, but fuck, give me, you know, two, three months of that and it gives you a rest from the same shit you've seen. So, you know, new opportunities, people. Let's, you know, let's go with it. Um, Shinsuke, like you said, Simon, stock is up on Shinsuke. All right, he's back. Stock is way down on Madcap. Who <laughs> is, I mean, holy shit. You talk about someone who all of a sudden is now like just kind of the bottom feeder. It's like him and Emma, you know, are just like, hey, we need someone to lose. Let's go with that. Uh, I really am looking forward, though, to Brooks and Fallon going against Kiana and Jensen. I think that breakup is coming, and now we got a mixed tag that's perfectly set. Um, and I think that those four have shown that they've worked together really well. So uh, give them an end to the story, and that would be really nice to see. So a lot of, uh, lot of upswing and promise on, on that whole story. Yeah, I agree with should you. They, should they really go talk to Cody if they're ending the story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, don't, don't, make, don't make Cody, you know, call you out because he will. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I'm going to shut up. I'm done. Oh, God. And ladies and gentlemen, he's going to be available every night, 10 p.m., Simon Street's comedy. That's right. Mm. It, it'll, be, it'll be about as silent as what uh, was mentioned earlier in the chat until EO went over the crowd. It'll be that <laughs> silent. All right. We're going to find out what your best in show was for the week. All right, Simon Street, I'm going to let you start this one off. What was the show for you this past week? That was your best of show. Uh, you know what? I got to be honest with you. Raw kind of won me over. I'm not saying that SmackDown didn't excite me. And, you know, hey, one of these days, Sin City, I will want to have bloodlust and just can't get enough with 80s horror films, slashers, and I'll watch AEW to get my, my weekly pound of flesh and blood. But if it's not for that, I would say the WWE Raw was really good. Just really, a lot of the matches were good. I like that they played, whether it was realistic or not, that people had travel issues. <laughs> um, I thought it was really good because that was going on the heels of people murmuring about Vince McMahon running things again. We don't know for sure. Or substantiated, unsubstantiated. We don't know. We He's don't know. not. He's not what, now. What? what and, and, and it just, what it just came out. Yeah, it just came out. And, 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 and that's what I was saying. Around Monday night, that was still trickulating around the internet. So I just like how they started it off from start to finish. It was good. It was really good. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw, you get a one 
of the week. Let's see. Oh, we're doing scores now. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't Cody at one point say on, on the show that uh, you know it's important to have a, a win loss record? So there we go. We got to start it up. Want to see who's gonna uh, gonna have it? Um, let me go over to you, Sin City man. Best best in show. All right. So best in show for me really was. I'm not gonna lie, the Mario movie. Um, but if we have to pick a, uh, if we have to pick a pro wrestling show, it's gonna be AEW Dynamite, um, I guess. Um, but yeah, Mario movie wins. Mario, Mario always wins. Three D, three D, bro. Look, 3D. bro. Hey, hey, hey. You watch that Mario movie, and when you go home to your significant other, your lady, you laying across the bed, to just sing that Peaches song. How about how street? You wanna you wanna sing a couple of bars, bro? Oh, I could do that. I could do that. Peaches, 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 peaches. Nah, anyway, anyways. But y'all know about that. Go watch the Mario movie. Learn that Peaches song. That's gonna win the Oscar. I was I was forced to watch the YouTube music video of that. So yeah, forced, forced. Yeah, forced. You know, he was sitting there. Yeah, in his slippers, just going, "Oh, this is amazing." How else would I even know? I haven't watched the movie yet. So someone had to come over there. You know you were singing to to, to Mrs. Cedric. You know you <laughs> was. <laughs> oh, God. Matt Michaels, what was your best in show for the week? Imagining Keith Lee and Wendy Chu together. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> if they have kids, I know exactly what their kids would look like. That's the fucking amazing thing. Hey, Halloween 2023. It's going yes. down. Yes. There we go. Yes, <laughs> yes I want to see it. Oh. Raw. Raw. There we go. <laughs> Two for Raw. So Monday Night Raw, I guess, takes the win for the week. And all right, man. Good stuff, everybody. Uh, everybody who's uh, watching us online, thanks for uh, hanging out, throwing your chats in. We see you. We appreciate it. Always join us every Sunday night around 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and uh, just give your thoughts and everything. And um, boom, we'll love to, uh, to put it on. We do have three counts coming up next. So um, if you just downloaded the podcast, first off, thanks for listening. And don't forget to download three count. Uh, Tuesday, so you can get a chance to hear that. But for those who's watching us, when we get off air, or when we get offline, we're going to come right back on, and we'll have three count three good topics coming up. I know you're going to want to be a part of this. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for it. So with that, we will uh, we'll be back next week for more wrestling talk. And um, until then, we'll see you. Now, happy wrestling to you all. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.